this was requested and told that shouldn't just have to wait till December to sing it. So, two eighty-five. Many things about 
tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who holds tomorrow And I know who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow It may bring me poverty But the one who feeds a sparrow Is the one who stands by me And the path that be my portion May be through the flame or flood But his presence goes before me And I'm covered with his blood Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who holds tomorrow And I know who holds my hand Amen Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusted in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you gone, Miss Spotless? Are they white as snow? Are they washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you soft from this red stain with sin? And be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Of this fountain flowing for the soul, clean all be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Are you garment spotless? Are they white as snow? Are we washed in the blood of the Lamb? Amen. Thank you, young people. Lila, I think, is ready to start singing. Pray the Lord one of these days will see that. Tonight... I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to a, a very familiar portion of Scripture. I have two Scriptures, as a matter of fact, in the book of Ephesians to begin with. Ephesians in chapter 3, and then we'll be turning to the book of Hebrews in chapter 6. Hebrews in chapter 6. As we begin tonight... Uh, I'll just give you a little heads up. We have a six-point message tonight. Now, don't look so shocked. I pray that it won't be as long as it sounds. But I, I just wanted to speak a little bit this evening on something that each and every one of us that are redeemed already know, that that is we serve an almighty God. Not only almighty, but an abundant God, and Jehovah God. In Ephesians 3 and verse 20, the Bible says, None to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, 
Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. I want you to really focus upon that exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews now in chapter 6. Hebrews in chapter 6 will begin at verse 17. Read down through the rest of the chapter. The Bible says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus, made in high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Tonight I want to preach a message the abundance of Jehovah God, our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father. Lord, as we bow before your throne this evening, we do so with very thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, for your abundant mercies, your abundant salvation. I could go on and on and on. Dear God of heaven, you're the most abundant, abundantly giving, abundantly offered, uh, the very one that gives us all of our needs. And, and Father, I thank you tonight that you are that God for us. The true and living God. Lord, I pray that you will just open our eyes and help us again go back and remember some of the great things that we have in our salvation. And may it be so tonight that if there be one here who does not know thee as Savior, fathers, they look and they contemplate the great efficiency in the abundance of Jehovah God, that, dear God, you may draw them unto yourself with the thought of that abundant salvation that gives and gives and gives. Lord, I pray, just bless our evening, empower your word, bless your people. May souls be saved and may the saved be edified. And Lord, bless our gathering here this, this evening. And truly, may we be able to say it's been good to be in the Lord's house when we leave this place. Father, reveal yourself unto us here. May we know that thy glory is filling the house. Lord, that thy presence is in our midst. Father, be with us, and Lord, forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. Emmanuel, to lost sinner and saved sinner alike, I want to bring this message because our message tonight deals with God's abundant offerings to humanity. As I said in my study this past week, and I contemplated all of the goodness that God has been to me, I can't even begin to even scratch the surface of what my God has done for this old preacher. And I know that you all can have the same thoughts and imagine all the things that God has blessed you with since your salvation. Everything that God has watched over you in and, and all the things that He has blessed you with. And I know that you can also say that God, the God that we serve, the true and living God, 
is a, a God who is full of abundance in everything that He does, in everything that He says, and in everything that He accomplishes. So tonight the first thing that I want us to realize is God is super efficient and abundant in His mercy toward us as lost sinners. In 1 Peter, if you go on over just a little bit tonight, 1 Peter in chapter 1 and verse 3, notice what it says here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the announcement is to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you're talking about the God person in the first in the first uh, stance. You're talking about God the Father. And it says, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It was all because of his abundant mercy. Mercy that you and I did not deserve, mercy that you and I did not earn. It was not even it was not even a byword when we thought about it. But God in his mercy spared you and I. And that's what it comes right down to. He spared us because he is an abundantly merciful God. Each and every one of us can give thanks tonight because of our salvation because it is linked directly to His mercy. It is by His mercy that we're saved and was not consumed. It's because of His mercy that we have not been, that we have not been crushed and, and like, the, like the blowing hammer of Jeremiah. It's because of His mercy that we have not been ground to powder in our sin because He is the God of heaven who extends mercy to each and every one of us. You look back in your life and maybe you, you can see some things that you've done. Maybe, maybe it's some things that you know, you know that nobody else knows about but you and God. You realize, just like Paul, Paul stated that he was the chief of sinners. He was the chiefest of sinners as, as one who persecuted the church but yet, God's mercy spared Paul even. And not only so, but Paul, Paul's life as well as our lives have been spared because we serve an abundantly merciful God. Now I look at my life, and I'll be honest with you, even as a Christian, I look back at my failures and my, my past sins, and, and I look and I, I say, how come God did not just crush me and ground me to powder in my sin. Even though I was saved by His amazing grace, even though I've been forgiven, I look back and I think, how in the world did God not just absolutely wipe me off of the face of the earth and take me on to heaven? Folks, I'll tell you why. It's because He is a merciful God. Each and every one of us I know have things in our lives that we're not so proud of in the past. Saying things that have, that have maybe caused shame or would cause shame to our family or, or our friends and loved ones that, that we would not want anybody to, to, be, to expose upon us. But yet God in His mercy spared us and He's forgiven us because of that mercy.
This should remind each and every one of us, the lost alike, the saved, that God is a merciful God. Now secondly, we see the abundance of grace. Grace, the unmerited favor. Again, we're looking at, at parallels with a, a, a sister doctrine of mercy and, and grace. And these all intertwine together. The unmerited favor. Something we did not deserve. That's what God has done for us. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, if you'll look at that. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Now, I, I, I plead with you to turn in your Bibles because like I said, I don't have a whole lot. I've got six points, but I, I want you to know that each point has one verse of Scripture that I'm going to cover tonight. So please bear, bear with me a while and look at, look at your Bible and, and find out how good God is to us. The Bible states in 1 Timothy 1 and 14, speaking about the God of grace, he says, And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Abundant grace. Grace that was undeserved and un, unpleaded for. You know what? Had it not been for God and His grace and amazing grace, where would you be tonight? Were you the one that pulled yourself up by the bootstraps and said, I'm going to call on God tonight? Was it your, was it your power that done that? The Bible says, There is none that calleth out for Him. There is none that understandeth. They're all gone out of the way. That was you and I before salvation came in. It's because of His, His abundant grace the unmerited favor that you and I have been called to His side. It wasn't what we'd done. We didn't, we didn't try for it. We didn't earn it. We didn't try to get it. But God in His abundant grace called you unto Himself. Folks, that, that ought to be amazing to you. That ought to, that ought to strike your, your heart tonight in a way that, that you cannot begin to to thank Him enough. Even when we did not deserve it. Even when we did not uh, do anything to even look for it. Just like the Bible says, I mean, we didn't go after Him, He went after us. We didn't love Him, He loved us. And that's the reason why tonight that that grace was extended to you and I. You know, I, I, love, the, I love to hear... Uh, uh, the songs that our young people sing. And you know, every time you start singing songs like Joy to the World or whatever, you can't help but see a smile come on people's face. You know why? Because it is a joy to know that God's amazing grace was placed upon you. Amen. It was God's amazing grace that drew you up out of the miry clay. It was God's amazing grace that reached down and touched you and quickened you. And made you alive to see as I spoke this morning. To help you to see that you needed to be saved by God's amazing grace. All the grace that drew salvation's plan. All the grace that brought it down to man. Folks, I want you to know something. These old songs mean something to me. And I know they do to you too because I can see the smiles. 
upon the faces of God's children when we sing songs such as Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Folks, I want you to know something, that if you're saved by God's amazing grace, you were that one time a child of darkness. You were at one time a child of wrath, even as others, as the Bible says. You did not deserve that salvation, but God's amazing grace drew it unto you. And listen, we're talking about abundant grace, amen? We're talking about grace that we can't even begin to imagine the depths of it. Oh, what a God we serve. Thirdly, tonight, I want you to see that we see abundant pardoning. I'm talking about all of our sins have been done away with. All of our iniquities, as I spoke this morning, have been cast behind the Father's back. Isaiah Isaiah talked about that very bluntly this morning in chapter 38 and verse 17 where it talks at the very end of that verse. He said, all of my sins have been cast behind His back. Folks, I want you to know something. That's abundant pardoning. That's abundant pardoning. Look with me, if you will, at Isaiah 55 and notice what it says in verse 7. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 7. The Bible states this, and, and you know, I love these old scriptures. I love Old Testament scripture that talks about uh, uh, the joys of salvation because, you know, this is all that the, 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 the Old Testament saints had. That's all they had was, and even many of the New Testament saints, all they had was the Old Testament scriptures. Folks, I want you to know something. There's, there's a lot of truth in these old, these old books. There's not just a lot of truth, but there's a lot of love and mercy shown in here. And there's a lot of grace shown in here. And there's a lot of pardoning shown in God's holy word. From Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. In the book of Genesis, you see the pardoning of Adam and Eve uh, uh, when, when God the Father Himself had slain a lamb, had, had made a covering, had shed precious innocent blood to make a covering for Adam and Eve, we see the pardoning of the first sin. And folks, I want you to know something. There's also going to be a pardoning of the last sin yet to come. When God saves the last sinner, when God saves that last one, listen, he's, his, He sent His Son to shed His precious blood to pay for the sins and to cover their, all their sins from Adam all the way to the last person who God calls. And listen, that's abundant pardoning. The Bible states this in Isaiah 55 and 7, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You know what that means? That's full pardon, folks. I mean, it isn't like a, a, you may hear... In some of the courts today, you have certain certain uh, 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 crimes that have been pardoned, but some of them are not covered under that pardon. No, that's not the way God works. God works with an abundance of pardon. And abundantly pardon God pardons all of our sins and all of our iniquities. Go with me to Isaiah 1 and verse 18 again. I was here this morning. I want you to look at this. The Bible says this, Come now. 
And let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know why? Because we have a God who abundantly pardons. Folks, I'm talking about the most noted sin in your life that you know you can't hide. God says, I'm going to cover it with my, the blood of my Son. I'm going to pardon you. I'm going to exonerate you. That's what He's going to do. He's going to exonerate you to the fullest degree. Not to be remembered anymore. That's what the throwing behind the back represents. When it's the cast behind the Father's back, He does not remember it no more. He does not look for it. He does not see it because it's behind Him and He's always looking forward. Folks, I want you to know something. That's the abundance that we have in the pardoning of the great God of heaven. The next thing I want you to know tonight is that we see abundant life for the dead. In John chapter 10 and verse 10, this is one of those scriptures I quote all the time. I usually just use the latter part of it, but I want you to notice what it says here. In John 10, 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. You know what? That's what the devil wants to do. And that's all the devil does. The devil does not have a building program the devil has a wrecking program. And everything that he does, he ruins. But folks, I want you to know something. Listen to this. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What does it mean to have abundant life? Listen, that's life to its fullest. Amen? That's living life to its fullest. That's living life uh, uh, with, uh, with the thought that that listen, go to Romans and eight. All you got to do is look at Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight, all the way down through the rest of the chapter, and look at what it says. Or let's go there for just a moment. Romans in chapter eight. Notice what it says here. Now, the Bible says this in verse twenty-eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might with be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? Listen, I want you to stop and consider it just for a moment. Think about it. We're talking about an abundant life for the dead. Listen, he says here, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature... <clears throat> 
shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That, my friend, is abundant life. Life more abundantly, as John 10.10 says, and that's what we see. The fifth thing that I want to look at is we have abundant power for the weak. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, and I'll just let you in on a little secret. I miscounted. There's seven points. <laughs> Ephesians in chapter 3 and verse 20. Here we see now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Power for the weak. Abundant power. For exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know, a lot of times we'll, we'll look at a situation that's going on in our lives and we'll say, I don't think God's going to bless it. I don't think God's going to do this. I don't think God will do this. I don't think God is going to take care of this for me. You know what? You need to pray with a little faith. Amen. You know why? Because He wants us to come to Him in faith. He wants us to come to Him in faith that He may do abundantly above what we can, what we'd ever thought about. You want to see blessings of God? You want to see salvation? Listen, I've been praying for the salvation of all of our young people. You know what? God started saving Asian. God has started doing a saving work. And listen, many will say, well, there's no use to do all that. Listen, they'll be saved if they're going to be saved. No, God says to pray for them. Pray that the Lord of salvation will come unto them and bring them new life. That's what we ought to be praying for. Every child in this house, every child we need to be praying, God save their soul. Not just the children, but also the spouses of these uh, these parents. We need to be praying the Lord will save their souls. Listen, there's nothing too hard for God. There's things in our lives that's too hard for us to accomplish and things that's too hard for us to, to achieve. But listen, we serve a God who is exceedingly abundantly able to do more than we ever thought about or could ever ask for. He's the God of all, He's the God of all power. There's nothing that can stay His hand. Sixth now, we see abundant peace for the troubled. And this is one thing that, I, that, that comes home to me. Peace for the troubled heart. You know, in life, in life, we have troubled times. In life, we have situations that come up from time to time that we don't know how to deal with. We don't understand why things happen in our lives. We can't begin to comprehend what brought it on. And maybe it's overwhelming us to a point that we're about to lose our joy. Our peace is being shaken. We go back to the book of Psalm in chapter 37 and verse 11. The Bible says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. You know what? There are souls in this world today that are troubled beyond measure. People don't understand. And people, a lot of times, they'll look at souls that are 
that are disturbed in the mind and what have you, and they'll they'll begin to throw blame out and begin to do sometimes sometimes people just have problems. Sometimes people just have issues in their lives that they, they never asked for. People have things that come into their lives that they never bartered for. Sometimes those things shake our peace. Sometimes those things get a hold of us to such a degree. Our hearts become broken. Because there's nothing that we can do to help. There's nothing that we can say that's going to make the problem go away. But there's a God in heaven who can. And folks, that's one of the greatest things that I can get a hold of today. People need need the Lord for sure. Because He's the only one He can really offer the peace that our minds really need. He's the only one that can really offer the substance that will change our brokenness, that will change our thinking, that will give us peace that passeth all understanding. The abundant peace that God offers. Offers to the troubled soul. And lastly tonight, we see abundant joy for the sad-hearted. When the kids started singing a while ago, boy, it just made my heart just bubble over. I go back, and I think about the last 20 years of watching these children grow up. And every year that we have gone Christmas caroling and and singing to all these individuals and and see the joy that come upon their hearts and their minds, the joy upon the faces of individuals. You know, sometimes it's some of the greatest blessings that these people in this community ever know is watching the children come and sing for them. There's people out there saddened, and we don't we don't understand that. There's people of God whose hearts are saddened. You may not understand that. You may not comprehend that. You may be a person who is so full of joy and so full of peace that you don't understand the reason why that some people just don't seem to have it. But folks, some people just don't have it. Not the way that maybe you do. And that's the reason why when we sing these old songs that lift up about the birth of Christ, I rejoice in them, folks. You know why? Because I know there's a better home waiting. I know there's joy on the other side. I know there's a place of happiness where all of our minds are going to be completely fixed one day and we're not going to have to worry about the things that this life offers. The saddened, the sad-hearted will one day be cured. I go to the book of Philippians in chapter 1. In my closing statement here, I want you to think about this. 
I told you it wasn't going to be all that long. Seven points in 25 minutes. In Philippians 1 and verse 26, or verse 25, sorry about that. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. We serve the only true and living God who can abundantly supply lost and saved sinners alike. All that God would abundantly reveal Himself in this house of God tonight, oh, I pray that He will. I don't know about you, but as I said in my study this week, and I was praying over this message, thinking about certain situations of life and certain things that have transpired, there's things that have broke our hearts, there's things that still break our hearts, but I know this, God is abundantly able to do far exceedingly greater than we can ever imagine. I know that it's all going to be alright, folks. I know it's going to be alright. You know why? Because I serve a living God. I serve the exceedingly abundant God of grace. And I know everything's going to be alright. I have that promise from God, so I pray tonight that you find that in your heart as well. Let's all stand, please.